to see so many who have come out to always uh, see for yourself, where you can hear for yourself and then think for yourself, then you'll be in a better position to make an intelligent judgment for yourself. But if you form the habit of listening to what others say about something or someone or reading what someone else has written about someone, somebody can uh, confuse you and misuse you. Okay, we are here. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. This is the Unprocessed Knowledge Podcast. My voice will be the only voice you hear. I am the host. My name is Scott from UNU Podcast. Shout out to those guys. New show, new me, (laughs) new year. Um, This is how we're doing it for 2019, guys. This is a new show, a new format. Um, Basically, the format of the show is I am going to come with a topic. I'm going, we are going to talk about that topic. We are going to have a conversation about that topic. I'm not a preacher. I'm not a teacher. My job is to not to tell you how to think, but I'm just here to make sure that you're thinking. Um, feel free to have a dialogue along with me. I use, I use that term loosely because obviously I'm the only one here, right? Um, you can have a conversation all you want. I just won't be able to hear you. But um, the whole purpose of the show is to get a dialogue started about issues that I feel like are important to the community, right? Now... The reason I named this show Unprocessed Knowledge is because something that is processed is something that's modified. It's been through some type of mechanical or material alteration, and it's not the same as the original. Right. So this knowledge that, that, that we spend on this show, this is unprocessed knowledge. It's unfiltered. It's organic. You know, we just going to give it to you straight here. We're going to make it plain here. That's pretty much what I do. That's that's my job here. All right. Now, if you want to reach out and find me unprocessed underscore knowledge on all social media sites twitter instagram facebook unprocessed underscore knowledge that's how you can reach out to the show that's how you can contact me and without further ado let's get into today's clip and before i do that i just here to let y'all know um a little bit more housekeeping to do the format of the show i'm not going to keep you guys too too long i'm like that guest that you know I'll swing by, I'll chill with you, but I'm not going to overstay my welcome. I never want to overstay my welcome with you guys. So without further ado, let's get into today's topic. Who taught you, please, who taught you to hate the texture of your hair? Who taught you to hate the color of your skin to such extent that you bleach to get like the white man? Who taught you to hate the shape of your nose? and the shape of your lips. Who taught you to hate yourself from the top of your head to the soles of your feet? Who taught you to hate your own kind? Who taught you to hate the race that you belong to? So much so that you don't want to be around each other. No, before you come asking Mr. Muhammad, does he teach hate? You should ask who yourself, who taught you to hate being what God gave you. All right, that was late great Minister Malcolm X uh, with a speech he did oh, well over 50 years ago. Who taught you how to hate? You know, as you can all that, you know, the clip speaks for itself. I mean, he was basically, you know, talking to an audience of a black folks asking them, well, who, you know, who taught you how to hate yourself? And that's basically the, the topic I want to get into today. I want to really get into learned behavior, right? Learned behavior, mental conditioning, and I think... Uh, the question that needs to be asked is, as a people, who taught us, All right? It, it could have been someone in your own home. It could have been the school system. It could have been television. I will profess to you, I think it's all of the above. 
all, all of the above. <laughs> I mean, let's let's talk about uh, black people as a as a community, right? Who taught us how to hate us? I mean, I know when I was coming up, you know, all over the television, all over the the magazines, um, the Miss America pageants, the Miss Universe pageants. Everybody would come out with, with a list, you know, the the top ten or top twenty most beautiful people, and it was all white folks. I mean, it, it was always white people, um, the, the most beautiful women in the world. It was always some skinny white woman with long blonde hair. And if you're a black person looking at that, you know, that's something you can never be naturally. Right? You're being told by society, this is the standard of beauty. You're being told this is what beautiful is. But if you naturally look nothing like that, you know, if, if if your hair doesn't look like that, if your skin doesn't look like that, if you got, you know, your nose, your lips, uh, if if you got a shape, you know, I, I, you know, black women are known for having hips. If, you know, if, if you were black women with hips and a big afro and a big nose and big lips and dark skin and you looking at a skinny white woman with long blonde hair and, and this is the image of beauty, well, then what are you? Now, you could have had your parents in your house every day telling you how, how beautiful you are. But we can't dismiss the power of suggestion, right? Um, marketing research tells us that what they these images that they put in front of us and and these commercials and these advertisements, these images are very powerful and they're very suggestive. And everybody knows that. I mean, you can see that. Um, a lot of us are, ourselves we're, we're picked on by our own people, right? If you had somebody uh, you know you you was coming up with that was really dark skin, you know. People call them names. They make fun of them, as, as you know, as, as children do. That don't make it right, but that leaves an, an impression on, on on the psyche. I mean, um, for me, I can speak personally. Um, I don't remember seeing a whole lot of dark skinned black women on TV until maybe recently. I mean, and off the top of my head, Viola Davis is probably the only one I could think of. Um, I remember I, I used to be a big fan of the uh, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, right? And the original Aunt Viv was was, was dark skinned. Well, they got rid of her and they replaced her with a light skinned Aunt Viv. So for a long time, the only the only image is of black people you would see on TV was images that white people were comfortable with. Right. It was almost like the, that, that paper bag rule, like the lighter, the better. And that creates a uh, that creates a mental block on us, I think, you know, that's that's more of them telling us without directly telling us that anything black is bad. The darker you are, the worse it is. All right. That hair is bad. All right. I'm going to get on that hair in a second. But um, when I first joined the workforce, I remember people. I had a, a, a short haircut. I've, I've always had short hair, except for like, you know, one year in high school, I had cornrows. You know, I tried to be my man. I thought it was cool. But that, that's a story for another day. But I remember people telling me, yeah, you know, that short haircut is what's going to get you in the door because brothers that got like dreadlocks or they got a fro or, or long hair, that's, that's unprofessional. I remember black women telling me that, you know, they can't wear their hair a certain way at work because, you know, it looks unprofessional. So they have to, you know, wear a perm or wear a weave or wear something. And when you sit back and let's really unpack that, you got another group of people telling you that the hair that grows out of your head naturally, the thing that God gave you, that's unprofessional. Like you could have it done. You could have it neat. But, you know, if it's a big afro, we don't want to see that. If it's a sister with, with, with locks, we don't want to see that here. It, that's 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 another form of control, right? That's that's America teaching us that black is bad. And while we on it, let's let, let's talk about that here. As a community, black people, we have been taught probably since we've been, you know, in America 
to hate our hair. Now, black hair is a multi-billion dollar business, right? A lot of that comes from the sisters. You sisters, y'all pay a king's ransom on y'all hair. And, you know, y'all hair is very beautiful. But we've been taught that our hair is terrible. Our hair is trash. Our hair is ugly. It's nappy. You can't do nothing with it. If you want good hair, I'll say that again. If you want good hair, you got to straighten it, right? You got to put chemicals in it. You got to put a weave in. Now, shout out to my lady. She taught me that, you know, a lot of black women, they can wear weave as a uh, protective style, right? as a protective hairstyle but i feel like uh society has put a lot of pressure on black women to cover their natural hair and to uphold a certain appearance right up and that appearance is really european in nature and when i say european i mean white right we've we've been taught white is beautiful so we've been taught you know a sister with a you know a long silky weave you know hair you know down down to her backside that's fly, that's beautiful, that would look good. But if she was to walk out the house one day wearing her natural hair, you know, people would look at her completely different. And that's, again, that's, that's learned behavior. That's society telling us that anything that is naturally black, that, that something God gave us naturally is ugly. And that's, some, that's a conversation that really needs to be had, man. Um, I'm, I'm happy that it seems like nowadays I see more and more, uh, especially sisters, uh, rocking their natural hair, which is cool. Now, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. You know, I'm not necessarily a hater of weave. I mean, I, I, I prefer, you know, I prefer a woman to wear her natural hair, but she want to wear weave. If it looks fly, it looks fly. I'm not knocking you for your, for your hair preference. I'm just talking about the psychology of why we felt like we need to do that as a people in large numbers, right? In large numbers, there are a lot of black women who just simply feel like their natural hair isn't to societal standards. They don't like it. They think it's ugly. They won't walk outside the house with it. And that's something that I feel like we need to have a conversation of because, hey, black is beautiful. I mean, we come in different shades. We come in different styles. I mean, you sisters, y'all can wear a different hairstyle every day of the year if y'all felt like it. I mean, I feel like um, we're the only people on this planet that can do so many different things with our hair on so many different levels. It's not, a you know, we're the only group of people that that, that can really do that. And I want to get back to that term, good hair. Um, Speaking from experience, I mean, I I learned this term as a child, right? I learned what good hair meant. Now, if you got hair on your head, you got good hair, right? (laughs) But we all know what good hair means. Good hair means hair hair, hair like white folks, right? That's what we say good hair. So if that's the good hair, and if your hair don't look like that naturally, well, what type of hair do you have, right? That's that's something that we was taught. That's learned behavior. That's mental conditioning. Now, another thing that I really want to hit on is the school system. Hey, I'm a project of the public school system. You know, I'm not here to totally destroy the public school system. Public school system is necessary. Let me tell you something. If, if you have kids, um, you know, they need that math. They need the science. They need the English. They need the uh, social studies. They need the interaction. I'm not the one that says, hey, everybody, send your kids to private school. Send your kids to an Afrocentric school. If you choose to do that, that's cool. But the thing, the place where they get us in the public school system, and I'll just speak from personally, from personal experience, this is where they got me, is that history class. When they get you your kids in the history class that's when they're going to confuse you i remember when i was uh you know in elementary school they taught us all about george washington they taught us all about you know christopher columbus 
They taught us about Thomas Jefferson, Abraham Lincoln, like all, all these people that put their faces on the side of, side of, of, of Mount Rushmore, right? These people, they, they carved their faces in the side of the mountains. They told us how great they were, how wonderful they were. They, they propped them up and told us about all their great achievements. But when it comes to black history, you get, okay, well, you came here as slaves. Um, you went through Jim Crow. Uh, Dr. King came. And now we live in a post-racial society. And, you know, y'all rappers and ball players now. And black people need to pull themselves up out of bootstraps and do better because, you know, you can't use, you know, your history as an excuse. So think about it. They teach our black kids that their history started in slavery. Now, black people have been on this planet from the beginning. We got a long, illustrious history. We didn't just start off as slaves. But when you kids and you go into the school, this is what they teach you. Right. They, they, and they don't even teach you the, the truth of the black experience in America as far as what black people did, all the things black people invented, even in bondage. How they don't even t- 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 tell you the truth on how black people were really treated in slavery, man. They don't tell you how black people fought, how black people fought back, how black people fought to get out of that condition and how, how black folks always had to make the most under a system of oppression that was upheld by white people for so many years Uh, when it comes to the civil rights movement they don't teach you that the entire time doing the civil rights movement black people they were just telling white america hey treat us fairly treat us fairly give us a system in which we can have the same type of resources and opportunities as you guys you know you built this house off our backs we went in the house. So it's like black people knocking on the door trying to get inside the house and white people on the other side of the door saying, hell no, we don't want to let y'all in here. You know, they don't teach us. I mean, when I was in school, I'll speak from my own personal experience. They taught me that Abraham Lincoln freed the slaves, which is not true. Right. Abraham Lincoln did not fight a war to free slaves. Abraham Lincoln fought a war that kept the South from succeeding the Union. He really fought a war to keep the country together. Abraham Lincoln himself even said, if I could keep the South within uh, the Union and not let one single slave go, I'd do that, right? So basically, man, it's that's where the miseducation starts, man. That's where a lot of the confusion starts for black folks, and that's where that, that self-hatred and confusion really starts in the school system. And it's, it's, it's really heavy because, you know, our parents... Um, you know, sent us to school because they wanted us to learn. They wanted us to, you know, go to college. They wanted us to have great, great opportunities. But unfortunately, a lot of our parents really weren't actively, actively involved in the school system. A lot of them weren't actively involved in the PTA. So a lot of them really didn't know what they were teaching us. And, they, and even if they did, they would talk the same thing, right? They would talk the same thing about Abraham Lincoln and Christopher Columbus. Oh, my God. Don't get me started on Christopher Columbus. I mean, I, I mean, I didn't learn what he really did to the Indians until I got into high school. I was shocked. <laughs> I mean, but but that's not what they tell you, right? That's not how they confuse you. And a lot of this confusion and self-hate, it comes from the school system. And that's just something that I feel like really needs to be addressed. And before I get off it, hey, man, we got to, if you got kids out there, even if you don't have kids, like if you're a black adult, you're going to have to read. Um, Unfortunately, um, what they taught you in school it's not going to cut it when it comes to who you are in, in your history. You're going to have to pick up some books and you're going to have to research yourself, man. You, you're going to have to get the knowledge yourself. You're going to have to question 
a lot of the stuff that we were taught about us, you're going to pick up some books and you have to find out why things are the way they are. Hey, man, I'll, I'll speak for myself. Look, I was just as confused as anybody else out here. You know, I was went through the same public school system that everybody else did. You know, I used to use the term good hair. I was the brother that, you know, when the light skinned chick walked in the club, I used to break my neck, try to find out who she was because, you know, I had this, this stigma on my mind that, you know, light skin meant better than, you know, closer to white meant better than, you know, if, if, if she had hair, natural hair, like a white girl, oh man, that's fly. You know, I used to think like that too, man, but I, I hate to use the term stay woke, but I woke up, man. I woke up. Um, I started questioning things. I started wondering, you know, why, why are my people by and large living in neighborhoods where the where the services are subpar and white folks don't have to deal with that? You know, why do police treat black folks one way and another group of people another way? You know, why, why do politicians talk to us the way they do and talk to other communities, you know, the way they talk to them? So I started picking up books and I started reading and I started learning a lot of stuff, man. So we're going to have to take the initiative to pick up a book and read and really learn. Um, Malcolm X once said, you know, if you want to keep a secret and you want to hide it real well, if you don't want black people to know something, put it in the book because they'll never look there. And we got to get off that, man. We got to get off that, you know, education is lame. We got to get off that. One thing that really irks me while we're on it, we got to get off a certain mindset that doing things the proper way or speaking proper English. Oh, that's something white folks do. You know, reading, that's for white folks. Oh, he talks white. That always bothered me. Like Just because of somebody uses proper English. And proper connotation don't mean they talking white it just means they're speaking proper english right so that's that's a little subtle suggestion that doing something uh, the right way or the proper way or a certain way that's a way only white folks do it and black people we supposed to speak a certain way right because really what that means if if speaking proper english is speaking white then speaking broken english and speaking slang all the time is that supposed to be speaking black like we put ourselves in a subservient position just, just just by the little subtle things like that, man. We got to come out that way of thinking. So one thing I really wanted to do with this platform is to share some piece of knowledge, wisdom, and understanding from my audience. I don't know everything. I know what I know. So whatever I know, I'm willing to share it with you guys, and hopefully we can build with each other. Um, once a month, I'm going to start doing book recommendations. That's something that I think I want to do on this platform. Once a month, book rec- recommendations, since this is the first show. I am going to do a book recommendation right here, right now. The very first one that I will recommend to you guys is a book by Harriet Washington called Medical Apartheid, right? The full title, Medical Apartheid, The Dark History of Medical Experimentation on Black Americans from Colonial Times to Present. This book is a New York Times bestseller. This is a great book. I would never recommend anything to you guys I have not read myself and I felt like is phenomenal. All right. This book basically breaks down the history of black people being um, experimented on uh, throughout the medical community from the plantation up until now. Right. It is the full history of black America's shocking mistreatment as experimental subjects at the hands of the medical establishment. I mean, she starts off on the plantation, the medical experiments they would do on black slaves there. She starts out with she she goes on to um, medical experiments that were Uh, committed in prison against black inmates she talks about how the medical community used to set up universities and experiment on black people at these at these medical schools she breaks down a lot of you guys have heard of the tuskegee experiment in tuskegee alabama when they gave uh, 
a bunch of they I believe they told black people that a bunch of black people they was going to give them like uh, the flu shot and they ended up giving them syphilis right purposely they gave a bunch of black men syphilis you know they went home they gave it to their wives they gave it to to their girlfriends and they basically just 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 monitored these black people just to see what would happen if they had untreated syphilis for a long time so she goes into that she talks about henry Lax. man a thousand different stories in this book great book um i recommend this book should be on the bookshelf or somewhere in the home of every black person phenomenal book read this break it down learn a lot first book recommendation of the year medical apartheid hey guys appreciate y'all for riding with me like i told y'all i'm not gonna keep y'all too too long hopefully the conversation was constructive this is the very first episode of this format and the show is going to evolve over time um thanks for all the support guys peace that's the knowledge that you have to get and unfortunately it's not in the school have been created by the enemy to serve the enemy. You can get something out of it. And who wants to go to a restaurant and in the kitchen is dirty? Fecal matter from mice and rats. The service is bad. That's what the schools are. It's from a dying educational system based on white supremacy. That's finished.